Yes, sir, guys. Without further ado, this is Eru and State, man. Diehard state of mind. Finally in the building, man. We we um, how many how many podcasts did, did we um postpone and stuff due to all kind of craziness, man? I, I, a few a few days, right? Yeah, it was probably like a week, a week or so. It don't matter though. I mean, yeah, yeah. The past week anyway, so yeah. yeah. Well, I got I gotta I gotta put it out there. My my, my kids, man, my kids are, are, are driving me crazy, man. We we on we had a pod schedule, and then as I'm setting it up, all I hear is oh my god, oh my god, I jump up, I go into the into the next room, and my my whole my kid is look, looking like the freaking predator. I'm like, oh shit, we gotta get the fuck out of here. So he, he caught like a wild allergic reaction to like some sesame seed oil that was in like these kale chips or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was that was crazy, man. So I apologize that for um for that the other day, man. Yeah, yo, it's all right, man. That Benadryl, Benadryl ain't enough, man. I I done went crazy and went to the hospital with my damn self. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're already in the hospital, so. <laughs> yeah, how's the how's the baby um the baby making life going for you? Um, the Nick the Nick fan um you know. Make the a future Nick fan. fan, possibly. Yeah. I don't know yet. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But I, I, I know for sure by like August. Oh, you talking about the real, the real life thing? You talking about? Yeah. Oh, I thought you talking. <laughs> oh, no, I'm talking about the scrubs and shit. You in the, you in the operating room and stuff? You know? You look. So you, you see a little water right here. I was freaking rushing. <laughs> I see you. I see you. Yeah. Well, nah, man, I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good, man. I'm, I, I was getting killed on Twitter earlier, too. Oh, man. Killed on Twitter earlier. Because, you know, dog, like, I like to say stuff that nobody else likes talking about. I like to say stuff, right? Yeah. So, obviously, people, they, it was brought up today. You know, I guess it's, it's the first segment. And then we could talk about, you know, the point guard, the new, our newest addition at point guard. Yep. So, you know, NBA Central puts out this tweet and it goes, um, do you match Julius Randle this offseason? So, you know me, I, I'm on some no. I, I would not max him because I need to see production for two straight seasons. And then I wouldn't mind maxing him. And then we have his bird rights for the third season. So I'm looking at his phone. So if we sign him this offseason, right, the max he get is $106 million. So it's Track starts at 23 million point eight. But if he waits and wait a season, mind you, think about New York taxes. If he wait a season, his max will be, oh my Lord Jesus Christ. His max will be up to 36 and a half million. So ah, but the thing is, we got his bird rights. You know what I'm saying? So we could go over the cap and resign him the following season. I just don't want to sign him off this season, off one season of work, one season of production. That's just me and my take on it. Yeah. Well, I think I think like the if we if we sign him early, I, I think it's a little bit cheaper, right? If we sign him before this contract is up, is it is it a little bit cheaper? Yes, yes. So basically, you know he's about to be an all NBA player. We both know that. Um mm-hmm. he should be all NBA second team. Like I keep saying this to people. So if you resign him this offseason, it would be cheaper for us. But I'm thinking about New York taxes. I'm thinking about him having his son. I'm thinking about his wife being at the game every at, at, at the game all the time. He didn't tell me y'all want this man for y'all sake. 
to not wait an extra offseason for 15 plus million more and then re-sign him this offseason, that's selfish. That's selfish on, on IBF. And I disagree with people who, who say let's re-sign him this offseason. Yeah, it's all negotiations, man. Because that, that's that's what they're really talking. They said that, I mean, you know, truthfully, I feel like they don't really know what's going on. It's just nothing else to talk about. Because I mean, mm-hmm. like we're in the middle of a playoff race, and they keep bringing up all these different things about about contracts, and and then about off season, and about stuff that that we're gonna do in the future. You know, and those all the stuff. You know, we we didn't even finish the season yet. We don't know when our, when when all that stuff is gonna gonna come into play. So I think I think they're just trying to make us crazy, man. With with all all, all this all this stuff, I you know. But you know, go ahead. No, nah, nah, I, I was just about to say it's the Steve Mills syndrome, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it, man. But yeah, man, I mean, like, you know, 25 million, that, that would be nice to save money, whatever, but that, that, that would be up to him because he's still young, 26 years old. So if he's going to make his bread, he needs to make it now rather than, um, you know, wait till his next contract. The, the money contract is this contract. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah. we'll see what happens, man, because I mean, they, they got to have a conversation at least, you know. Um, you yeah. know, the, the, the best thing for, for, for him is for just to finish out this contract and for the Knicks, finish out the contract and do like you said, just um, we'll have his bird rights and then we'll we'll sign whoever we need to sign and then go over the cap to keep him, you know, so we can, we can do all, all of that. that. That's my thing, man. I, I, I want us to improve the team, but in order for us to improve the team, we got to keep Randall at that salary he's making now. And yeah. if we send him now, it cuts into the way that we could, you know, help get a winning roster around Randall and R.J. Barrett. And then it's guys like Derrick Rose. Dude is averaging 19.5 points and five assists off the bench his last eight games. And another conund- future conundrum that we're going to have to talk about is the starting point guard role. Do you get a, a veteran point guard? Do you start Emmanuel quickly? Which I think is one of the options that management is looking at. I, that's another scenario that... I don't know what's going on in that spot. Then we got to pay a lot of guys too. We get, you mentioned Rose. We got to pay Rose because he's on a one, uh, like a one. Is he on a one year deal? He's done after this year, right? Or, or is he has another another nah, year? No, nah, he's a free agent this offseason. Okay, so you got Rose. You you want to talk about um, you know Bullock? You want to talk about you know you know basically the whole damn roster? We got to figure out you know Nuno's Noel. All these guys are going to deserve a little bit of bump, not a huge bump, but a little bump in salary. Then you want to talk about Mitchell Robinson. Um, the the following year, then Frank too. Do you want to keep Frank? It's all this money that this um question marks that'll be throwing around here. You know what I mean? So you know before you know we got sixty million in the cap. So before the dust is clear, we might burn the whole cap just trying to um trying to resign our own guys. So we just, we got to be very careful and um strategic in the in the way that we um you know get this roster together. And and it's beautiful that you know we we got a lot of a lot of things going on with this roster right now. The Knicks with thirteen and three over the past mm-hmm. month, top three record in, in the NBA. And speaking of point guards, we just recently signed Luca. Vildoza. 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 <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get his name the other day. It's, it's a tongue twister, man. All, all these European names and stuff. And, you know, he's agreed in principle to a four-year deal. Um, non-guaranteed the next three years, which is a smart deal. And it's for $13.6 million. Um, Beautiful. Another point guard. Yep. Pablo Prigioni's son, his long lost <laughs> son. Yeah. And what makes this deal so beautiful is uh, the Knicks get to evaluate him, the Olympics, we get to evaluate him during training camp and summer league. I think he's going to make the roster. 
Um, I loved Pablo when he was here, bro. Like, because how can I explain this? He those Frank Miller King of gods. Like, I like those type of gods. They smart, even though he wasn't like Frank. Like, Pablo will shoot that three. Like, let's not get it wrong. Pablo will shoot that three. But, you know, he's smart. He want to move the ball. He don't really do too much. You know, he plays his game. And this guy looked like he got a lot of game to him. So, so I'm excited about him, too. He's only 25, too. The, the, the problem with, Pro, with Pablo, he came um, to the NBA when he was, like, 57. You know what I'm saying? He was already done. His hairline was looking like mine and shit. He was already old, an old man already. You know what I'm saying? But like, like you said, he could pass. He could dribble still. The, the, he, had, he had a couple crazy alley-oops to, um, to RJ and, uh, and Shump during, you know, yeah. doing that little run and stuff, man. So, you know, he, he definitely has a lot of guys. I was talking about him. And I actually made a podcast the other day. I was comparing him actually to Austin Rivers, man. I was looking at the highlights. He plays exactly like Austin Rivers, except, um, you know, without without that weird shit that Austin Rivers has that that he just doesn't sh doesn't show up. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? He got you know Austin Rivers got got the full package. He got you know he got he got the full package, um, dribbling layups, uh, three pointers. But he'll come in the games and just kind of float around and shit. You know, but um, no, Luca is um does the same kind of things. But I don't think he's gonna be that kind of uh, floating around guy. Yo, um, shout yeah. out to um Composa, the the guy we played um in Denver, um, the Denver point guard. Yeah, they, I was they... just about to bring him up. Keep yeah, go ahead. go ahead. No, I was just about to bring up um he was the MVP of the Spanish league. And now we got another MVP of the Spanish league. Um, finally, I think it was the Spanish league finals MVP, not the actual league MVP, but you know, Denver got one of those guys and now we got one of them. Actually, he earned, he earned MVP honors after Boston, leading Barcelona to the 2020 Spanish ABC championship, the team's first title since 2010. And in the 2019 FIBA world basketball cup, but Beldoza helped, the Argentina men basketball team reached the finals and earned and earned the silver medal. So that, that, that's a lot. That, that's a lot. I like it. I like it. Yeah, we definitely need it, man. You know, he's twenty five years old too. So that that um that um kind of kills um um you know you know two birds and one stone. Like, well, here goes the picture here. Actually, uh, I'll put it up in a second of him getting the MVP and, and the championship. Here it goes. Here, mm -hmm. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, I can. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of dope. Happy as hell. <laughs> yeah, man. He, you know, he's a young boy, twenty five years old. So, I, I, here's a question for you: Do we um, do we still try to get ball? You know, try to um spend money and get Lonzo Ball and all that? Because so, I mean, it's, it's only a short amount of time, though. We we really got to see this guy play before we start making these kind of decisions. So it's it's a lot of things that you can unwrap from this four year deal. The way I'm looking at it, right? Because it's not it's not really expensive, but it gives the Knicks, hmm, how can I put this? We're in the driver's seat in negotiating deals with our current Nick players. What I mean, yeah. what, what I mean by that is look at guys like Nerlens Noel. He's gonna get a pay raise, right? But that pay raise ain't gonna be on be on the New York Knicks, that's for sure. But now we control the market for Mitchell Robinson because of um Nerlens rise. A guy like Alec Burks. For sure, that guy will get on the open market twelve million. I believe he'll get twelve million from a from a contender or a team that needs a guy like that. Off the, I think he'll get twelve million. On the Knicks, I don't think Leon Rose will pay him twelve million. So it, I think I love the way they got his contract. And then for a guy like Frank Nilakina, so I used to say to you, 
Resign Frank for four years, 40 million. That sounds stupid as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were gonna go with it, man, but I was gonna I was ready to shoot down anything you said, but you said what no, I was no, gonna it, say. No, it, it, sounds, it sounds stupid as hell because when you like the more we talk, right? We more the more we talk, the more I'm thinking about what the Knicks is doing. And it's like I could just I just got a guy, Barcelona MVP. For three million, no way in fucking hell I'm giving Frank eight million. Yeah. <laughs> million. So Frank, you can get this nice little three million. I mean, nice little three year, fifteen million dollar deal, or you can walk. And that's that's that. Mitch, take your little two, three year, thirty million. You don't want that? You can walk. Yeah, see him. You know, give him a metro card or, you know, give him a promo code for for some Uber or something, man. Get him the f up out of here. Here's the thing: like we, we still need that that starting point guard, man. So you know, we talking about veterans and stuff like that. Like um, you know, I you know I hate throwing these names out there, but you got Lowry out there. You got um the the dude that's in Utah. Um, what's his name? Um, that you know they oh, they Mike Conley. Yeah, Mike Conley. Yeah, they you know that's that was Lowry's um teammate actually at one point when it was in Memphis. But I mean, we, we can get Lowry to um, to be the starter, and then then you still you still can keep Rose. You you can sign resign Rose, mm-hmm. and then um if you need a third string point guard, then um we got um Voldoza. So you know the, the point guard is kind of it's kind of pretty much um locked down for the most part. If you so, wanna, if you so talk about that. Can, I, can I shake up this point guard situation for you? Oh gosh, I like you, man. You quickly in our spot, brother. Um, yeah, that's a player that we forget, I forget about. I keep forgetting about him. And quickly makes it easier for me to say the Knicks don't have to really target a point guard in the draft. So quickly, you know, total plus minus a couple of days ago, this is from Tommy Bear. He's a plus 172. The Mellow's a, a minus 38, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Quickly already has 100 plus three-pointers. He has 113 three-pointers and counting. He probably has more, by the way. Because this was stats I, I I've seen the other day, and he has 698 points. He probably has more by now. But what I'm getting at is he's only going to get better. Yeah. And he he and him on the court allows Randall to be the best version of Randall. I'm watching the game last night, bro. And Denver is playing the Knicks how you supposed to play the Knicks. To hell with Alfred Payton. We're going to load up on Randall and RJ. And whatever Alfred do, he can do it. And I've seen enough. I just need, I think quickly got a shot. I, I really do. I really do. I think we're just grooming, grooming him for that spot. Because point guards is not not really pass first no more. They score first. Gotta get yeah. used to it. Man. Well, look, look at um Randall. Randall like leads the league in like um passing the guys in the corner for threes, right? Isn't that some kind of yes. weird stat like that? Then he, yes. he almost he almost averages seven assists by himself at the power forward spot. You know what I'm saying? So this is how we play. So we got you know we got a couple guys in here, Josh Rivera or whatever. They um you know made made a fourth is laughing at us when we're talking about quickly being a point guard. But like like you just said, like the the today's NBA players um at, at the guard spot, they're not they're not this um pass first point guard anymore. There's no more Mark Jacksons out there, there's no more Stocktons out there. You know, everybody's coming out there to score. So if um if if quickly makes the next because because this is what we hope. We hope you know the guys play good this year. We hope he doesn't have the sophomore slump. We're hoping that they that he comes in a little bit better. 
you know, he, he has a couple things he, he got to clean up about his game. He can't always be the floater. It can't always be a step back three. So you got to figure that out, get stronger, things of that nature. So anyway, if he does make the make it to the to that next step, then um he can easily stick stay right there in that lead guard easily. spot. Yeah, because he's he's not gonna be the guy relying on passing the ball. Shout out to um you know to the Joker last night. He's their point guard basically, and that you know their starting point guard is Jamal Murray, and Jamal Murray is not a not a pass first point guard. You know he's a shooter all the way. So you know to look at it in that in that perspective, you know that's definitely you know a way that we can that we can go. It will save us a lot of how, trouble too. How are we going to box many quickly in to this so called Lou Williams role? The dude, he has the highest off- offensive rating for all the rookies. He's the he's the highest offensive rating, the highest defensive rating out of all the rookies who's played this this season, and he has the highest net rating of all the rookies this season. How about we get quickly a shot? Like I really think, he, and let me put it in context. Whoever said that to you in the chat, bro, Emmanuel quickly playmaking is really garbage. And let me yeah. make that really clear for anybody who's like his his playmaking is trash but that doesn't mean you can't get better at your skill can yeah. you can get better like this is not a kevin knox emmanuel um not a kevin knox frank nilakina situation for every guy we draft <laughs> like so we gotta we gotta chill on that quickly it is not a star point guard Maybe yeah and then at the, at the same time, too, freaking Lou Williams is 34 years old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like a whole generation away from um, from Emmanuel Quickly right now, man. So, you know, he, he has plenty of time to, to grow. This is not – same thing, like, like like you just said, this is not um, Kevin Knox where there's something wrong, you know, with, with, with the guy's mind or whatever, him and Frank. Something's wrong there. They, they, have, they all have the talent and the skill, but for some reason things are not connecting. Emmanuel Quickly is decisive. Bam! You know, he makes moves quick and this, that, and the other. So – He's, he's he's um just just a different um breed of player. So, man, quickly quickly is going to be a really good player. I'm really interested in seeing what the Knicks do with quickly in the offseason because RJ Barrett is like I don't know what he did this offseason. I don't know if he went to Bruce Banner, got him some gamble blood. I don't know if he was with Spider Man. He got bit by a spider. I don't know, but. The kid is nasty, and he went from he went from 14 points per game to 18 points per game right now, 43 percent from the um from two point range to 47 percent right now, and I'm just rounding this off. He went to 32 percent from the field from three to 40 percent from three. His three point attempts is up to four a game. His free throw percentage is up from 61 percent to 75 percent. His rebounding is up from five to six. His assists per game is up, and his turnovers is down. And his age has only went up by one year. I, I, I'm. He's that, different, man. What you call growth. He's different. <laughs> yeah, he's a different dude, man. But you know, he's always been the top of his class throughout all his career. And the, the thing about um um RJ Barrett is that like the, the, every you know every time there was a player that, that was talked about to be better than him, he always kind of singled that shit out and kind of always made himself better. You know, always tried to be one step ahead of everybody else. You know, in his in his um little 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 draft class or whatever, man. So I'm 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 hoping that this stays true throughout his whole career where he sees everybody talking. Because I mean, obviously from the beginning of this year, you just threw all the stats out there. The freaking guy went from went from ashy to classy. You know, all in one one year, man. So totally different player. April was crazy, man. He he um he brought that three point attempt all the way up to like what what was it like six or something like that? 
Bruh, he, yeah. he was shooting like six a game, like 50% from, from three. Like, I, yeah. I don't know what he would do, but that kid is going to be really good. Yeah. Really good. It's that Kobe mentality. Julius Randle brought that over because all these guys are in the gym. Remember, we was talking about it. They got it. They had to close the gym, kick them guys out. Say, listen, man, go on home or do something else. You know what I'm saying? You guys are always here. You know, take a break. You know. <laughs> and, and and it's nice to see, you know, Thibodeau. No, I, I love listening to Thibodeau talk, man. He because he's so regular. He's so normal. He don't give you no outside of the world answers like 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 Fizdale when Fizdale used to do this. And he used to say stuff like, "Well, I think Kevin Knox can play shooting guard." You know, is it? He's very simple with it, but I think he's learned his lesson in Minnesota. So I'm so glad that he went to Minnesota before he came here because he's adapted. And what I mean by adapted is, have you watched the Knicks three point shooter? <laughs> We got snipers all over the court, man. When, when we got it rolling, if Julius Randle um, shows up to play and we got everything rolling, we got snipers. Like you know, um, Rose is the one that, that surprises me the most because he he couldn't shoot threes for his whole career. Now all of a sudden, the guy comes down, pulls up, bang. You know what I'm saying? He's just like whole different um different kind of player right now. Derrick Rose really worked on his craft, and I could really respect that guy. And I hope he retires as a Nick. To be honest with you, he should not ever wear another jersey ever again and it's crazy that we talking about the Knicks three-point shooting when last year we was just disgusting from the three-point line after 65 games you know it's probably more games that's already been played but after 65 the Knicks was shooting 39.1 from three-point from three-point range this season third best in the NBA and just above the Utah Jazz and the Knicks is also taking 28.5 percent of all three-point attempts from the corners, which is best in the NBA. So salute to my guy Swinney Poo for that type for those type of stats. And from last year to this year, well, last year, and this goes to you when you said Julius Randle was making guys better. Um, Reggie Bullock was making 17% of his threes off of Julius Randle passes. You know what he's hitting this year? 39% of Julius Randle passes. <laughs> so it's like, whoa. Yeah, man. That's our point guard right there. That's how we run our offense. So, that, you know, if, if we can keep this thing going, man, we, we'll, we'll be good, man. You know, there's a, there's a couple other names that you mentioned, Um, you know, that you wanted to talk about too, man. Colin, Colin Sexton is right on top of my my, my page. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think about what do you think about Colin Sexton? What do you want to say about that? So about him? I, I, I'm glad you brought this up. Because we need a guard. <laughs> I don't know how we get that guard, but we need a guy. We we need a dog in the backcourt. Yeah. So when I'm looking at players this season who's improved, but I don't really see their future on their current team right now, I see Colin Sexton. A guy who came to my my, my mind today that I, was, that I never mentioned to you, but I'm probably going I'm gonna mention it to you now. Markel Fultz, um, Mo Bamba, you know these, these Cam Reddish, you know those off the top of my head, those four guys right there should be prime targets for the Knicks this summer. Specifically, Colin Sexton, and I know people like, oh, State man, you crazy man, you want Colin Sexton? He a ball hog, da 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 da. 
excuse me, ain't Julius Randle our point guard? Just you, this is like you you just said Julius Randle is our point guard. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he leaves us an assist. So what else? What else could he be? You know. So so the only other issue somebody should have with Kyler Sexton is them taking the ball out of RJ Barrett's hands. Excuse me, he's coming into their locker room, <laughs> so he's gonna have to put in his work in order for him to feel that way. And the dude averages twenty four a game, and he's twenty one, and he's only gonna get better. Why and his percent we... his percentage is already good as it is, you know. And, and here's, here's one thing: they keep talking about his height too. Um, um, freaking what's, what's the dude in, in um in Utah? You know, um, he's he's they're the same height. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell the same height. They only six foot one. Donovan Mitchell, he looks six three. I don't. I don't believe he's six one. He looks six three. Sexton looks six three. Like both of them look six three. Um, but Sexton is a dog. And then I read the. I seen an article the other day. That's the real reason why I brought it up. Because you see articles about oh, um teammates is mad at Sexton because he don't pass the ball enough. Ironically. You had guys like Kevin Love, who's been showing their ass to you the past two years, but you keep bringing up articles about Kyle Sexton. Cool. So that's the reason why I brought up Kyle Sexton, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the trade package. Huh? Yeah. What are you going to say with the trade package? The, the, the trade package, you know, you got to start off with uh, probably Kevin Knox. You know, first of all, dog. That 2022 first round pick that we got on the table, on the table. It should be on the table right now. It should be on the yeah. table. Who the hell thinking about the lottery next season? I did sure not. It should right. be on the table. And I would offer that pick. I would put that pick up for Colin Sexton. Honestly, I would. Yeah. And we don't have to do be assholes and have to take back all the salary and stuff. Kevin, you mentioned Kevin Love. Kevin Love, they definitely going to try to put, you know, pimp him on us, whatever. We don't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? We, we don't we don't have to take those hardships on just to pick up players, man. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if, if they don't want Colin Sexton, they want to start over. They already got, uh, uh, you know, a couple dynamic guards over there. You know, they they they, they missed the boat on the other dude, too, Kevin Porter Jr. So, yeah. you know, you oh, know, we're, we're not the we're not the ones that they need help um, roster building. They do. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe um they want to give us a draft pick back for the guy that we stole from them from from Cleveland. They're their, um, their capologist or whatever the fuck. Maybe maybe they want to. Yeah, they would they want to give us a draft pick for him or something, man. Because they're in trouble yes. over there. Yeah, Brock Allen is a monster. <laughs> he is yeah. a beast. He is earning his money. And Joshua Rivera, shout out to my guy Josh. Why would the Cavs give up Sexton? So the theory behind this is I, I like when people ask questions like that because you always got you gotta always put some type of context. If you draft Garland, right? And you know that Kyler Sexton is best served on ball. He's best served on ball, but he could play off ball. But you want to put the ball in Garland's hands. Both of them is small guards. Why would you have two small guards in the backcourt? It's redundant. You will never win like that. Ever, ever win like that. So off that alone, that's the reason why I feel like the Cleveland Cavaliers would give up Sexton. Yeah. And think about it. Would they want to pay him? 18 19 million. I think I would pay Sexton 18 19 million after 21 years old, 24 points per game. Man, I, I don't know, man. 
And he's not afraid to. You, you were talking about the media. They keep talking about Colin Sexton, but they got a whole bunch of stuff going on, on over there that needs to be um you know rectified and stuff, man. So they keep showing them um all that they keep they keep throwing them to the to the wolves, actually. You know what I'm saying? So they they're gonna keep doing that, then get rid of the dude, man. Don't don't freaking emasculate him and ruin a young boy's career or try to um you know uh you know get you know kill his confidence, you know what I'm saying, for whatever reason, man. Stop playing games with these young guys and just let them go, man. You know, let let them be yeah, free. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, honestly, that's how I feel about Kevin Knox too. Like, let him be free. Go to let him go to another organization. You know, let him let him spread his wing. And speaking of Kevin Knox, you know, I love the kid, but let me bring up these two guys that I already mentioned to you: are Mo Bamba and Markel Fultz. I feel like Orlando. I feel like the Orlando Magic dog. That is the perfect, perfect trade partner for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. It, it, can't get a guy like Colin Sexton. Orlando Magic is the perfect trade partner. You got you got Mo Bamba, and Mo Bamba, finally he's waking up. Finally, he's been playing good, man. So so that price of Mo Bamba is gonna go up, man. Yes, and you know they still got Markel Fultz on the men. You know, and they just drafted. You just drafted Cole Anthony. He looks good since he's come back from injury, and. Might and you just traded for RJ Hampton, but the thing is the draft. If they get a guy like Kay Cunningham, who runs point guard, I don't think you would want to bring back Markel Fultz in that situation. I I I, I don't know. And, and then you just traded for um, Wendell Carter Jr. So I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. What's your take on that, dog? What the fuck is Orlando doing over there, man? That, that's what that's what I want to know. Because I mean, they, they just traded they just traded Vucevic, whatever. You know, they traded um Aaron Gordon. You know, what are they doing over there? You know, they they, they got all these different point guards. They got window, like you said, they got window Carter. Um, they also got you know they, they, we were talking about Mo Bamba, all these different guys. R.J. Hampton, where are they playing these guys? Chuma or um, Okike, whatever his name is, he's playing pretty good. Um, you know, they got um Ken Burke is another guy that's been playing. Playing pretty good over there. I could just go down the line. They got so many different players, but they got so many guys that do the same damn thing, you know. So yeah. like, what they have no rhyme or reason to how they're building their roster. So you yeah. know, yeah, they they have no leverage at, at all as far as like like um making any kind of trades, man. So you know, like, what, what's their plan? What was I'm, I'm just looking. I'm trying to figure out what their plan is. I don't know, but their roster is just so redundant. And then you got a guy like Mo Bamba. It's like swap Mo Bamba for Kevin Knox. Why not? Mobama right from 115th and Linux. He's right from all oh, he's right from the middle of Harlem for Foster Project. Kevin Knox is from somewhere in East Orlando. Send that man home so he can be with his parents. So after so every game he will play like he like he's a goddamn NBA player instead of playing like he's scared sometimes in New York. I would definitely swap, swap Mobama for a Kevin Knox in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Would you would you throw a, a draft pick on that too, man? Because he definitely had to do that. So, here's the thing, right? <laughs> here's the thing. If you giving me Markel Fultz and Mo Bamba, we go, we we could talk. We could talk. I I give him a pick. I give him a pick. I give him a Dallas pick, and I give him a pick swap. And I, for sure, for sure, I would do that. I give him a pick, and I give him a pick swap. You know, God, yeah, God yeah. damn! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wheeling and dealing. You, you, because my mindset, 
um, diehard for this offseason is young point guard who's ready to go right now, and I need a young wing who's ready to go right now. And sorry for the Mitchell Robinson lovers. I want to upgrade that center or a center who can at least shoot a goddamn jump shot, at least. And I don't think spin move, hook shot, something. Being able to be able to put the ball on the on the floor and, and just finish. Like we, we mentioned on um, Wendell Carter Jr. Somebody like that. It don't even have to be somebody so crazy. Somebody that can at least get the ball if if if, they, if need be, instead of turning around looking for somebody to pass through, um, put the ball on the ground, spin move, hook shot. Give me something, man. We need we need something out there. You know, every once in a while Noah can hit a jump shot, you know, and every once in a while uh, Mitch could um could get like a, a put back some kind of way, you know, you know, the, through his athleticism. But yes. but we can't really eat off of that, man. We we need somebody that can create something. I, I ain't really I ain't really impressed with that anymore. Cause I'm I'm looking at our offense. If Mitch could just if he could shoot threes, it would make the offense so dynamic. If Obi Toppin was stronger and was able to kind of protect the rim with his athleticism, and he could play some type of small ball center and small ball lineups. This team would be so much more dynamic. It would be so dynamic. A guy like Al Horford, for example, would be so dynamic next to Randy. Just, yeah. just because he can space the floor. What do you so, think about him? He, he's I think he's well, he's he's he got he got like a crazy contract, I think. I think he got a lot of years on that contract. He's on OKC he kind of just rotting away over there. He getting that real money, brother. <laughs> <laughs> he get. I think. He, I think he got like thirty million, like thirty five yeah. million. He got one of the worst contracts in the NBA. He got that Andrew Wiggins contract. That really yeah, he, he signed to like he's forty five years old too, man. It's just crazy. Yeah, I don't know what they're thinking. Twenty twenty three. Yeah. Wow. Until, I don't know, man. Twenty twenty three. I. I would I would not take on Al Horford for contract now that I think about it. I was just about to say, well, I'll take I'll take on his contract if they give us if they give us some picks, but now I'm like, nah. Yeah, it's too much, man. You know, if we were like like maybe like one or two players away, like like you know, not I, not really saying that. Like if we if we already had that extra score, then we could play games with, you know, getting those type of players. You know what I'm saying? But we still gotta find that that um not that not that second score, but just that extra score. You know what I'm saying? We need that extra score. That I'm just gonna be this gonna you know walk into the gym and give us 15 points, you know the same way like like our RJ does. We just need that extra guy, and then that'll just loosen up things, man. Because like that that Denver game, you know we just shit the bed. We, we can't really really talk too much about what the way how the game um played out. But a lot of these games that we play, we kind of just get stuck because our you know um we, we start going into one on one type of things, man. So like if, if we can continue to run our offense and just have a, have one guy that can consistently hit a hit a um you know hit a can just make a basket. You know when we need to, then that that would that would just um that would just you know it would just end a lot of stress in our lives, man. For for like um, winning games and stuff. The Knicks need a a, a third and every and a fourth and every uh, playmakers. <laughs> yeah, we need that bad. So so for example, when, uh, let's say if Randall and RJ go to the bench, right? Who's the guy you run your offense through? So lately, it's been Derrick Rose. But we know Derrick Rose is 32, going on 33. He ain't going to last that long. <laughs> so right. probably we, we're probably getting the, 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 the twilight right now, Derrick Rose right now. We're going to need 
one or two of those guys this offseason. Going to need at, at least two. If we're going to be serious championship contenders uh, uh, next season. Two, three. No, a three. Three. I would like a I would like a big, another big besides Randall, who could play make at the top of the key. I don't have no names off the top of my head right now, but another big like that. And I, I think we'll be good to go. Yeah, definitely. Three three um players, you know, really to add added to that rotation to make us put us in that upper echelon kind of thing. So I mean, just just to kind of segue, man, you know, we you know, uh the, the haters, man. You, you mentioned that too in, in the um thing. There's a lot of people hating on the hating on us for absolutely no reason. But like right now, we're in a space like we're talking about offseason stuff. All offseason stuff is all fine and dandy. But you know, we are in a in a playoff thing, but but why did they get so mad? You know, I, I got I got something queued up. You know that that everybody saw, man. This is um Shannon Sharp. You want it? You want me to play it? Real quick? Oh, please play it. Please play just, it. Just just the energy. His energy was like, why is your energy like this, man? You know, <laughs> let me let me um let me do it again. Like like his energy was so it was like so angry. Like why are you so angry, fam? It don't make no sense. Like we we just talking about um talking about basketball. You know why, why do you why do you have to um to take it? Take it to the street, just just some um, just to, to let you know that that Knicks fans can't beat nobody. But but um, you know, <laughs> I mean, let me just let, let me just play it, so um, somebody can hear. Crazy dude. If you win a first round series, if you get Atlanta, which is the five seed currently, yes, you can beat them. But that's where the buck stops. You're not beating Milwaukee. You're not beating Philly. You're not beating the Brooklyn Nets. And you're talking about, oh, we don't celebrate anything. First of all, when you haven't eaten in a long time, you don't complain about the meal that you get. You're just happy that you got a meal. Just be happy you're in the playoffs. You over there talking about, oh, we like we gonna win a ring. Come on, um, uh, come on, come off, man. Come on. Yeah, and then, then he's a he's addressing Rappaport too. Like Rappaport is like the 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 leader of the Knicks, man. You know, I, I'm this close to calling Rappaport a fucking bitch, man. You know what I'm saying? Because Rappaport, you know, I've always been I've always been a fan of Michael Rappaport. You know, I, I used to follow his podcast, but I mean, like you know, throughout the years now, he he's become this caricature of of, of like a of like a a New Yorker. You know what I'm saying? He has this thing. You know, he, he's a freaking goofball, man. So you know. Yeah, turn cold. Just, just um, he's just a caricature. He lost himself somewhere, you know, the last couple of years, man. So you know, it, it just hurts me. That hurts me. He, he, he was a Nick fan, and what after he said what he said, I'm no longer a Nick fan anymore. You kicked out of the bandwagon. So yeah, I'm back. It's like, what are we doing here? And then as far as Shannon Sharp is concerned. Diehard, like I, I'm gonna be honest with you, like, like he, I, I go through it at work. Like I'll be walking, and then somebody randomly will be like, "Hey, yo, what's up, bro? How about the Knicks?" And I give him that face, motherfucker. You ain't tell me that for the past five years. Right. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want your, your your sympathy now. Like I don't want your congrats now. Like get the hell out of here. And people are mad because. The LOL narrative, the LOL Nick narrative, it, it don't hit no more. You, you get what I'm saying? You can't yeah. really laugh at, you can't laugh at Randall no more. And like he he is a football dude, and he's correct. <laughs> One of kids, LeBron, <laughs> he crazy. And it's dudes like Shannon Shaw, like, oh, you're not gonna beat the Nets, you're not gonna beat the Bucks. You don't hear. Nick Media, and when I say Nick Media, I'm talking about guys like me and you. 
I'm talking about my guy Danny, uh, Coach Five. These y'all guys, like I'm talking about that. That's Nick Media. That's my ESPN. You don't hear none of us fucking talking about. Oh, we can beat the Bucks and we can beat the Nets and we can do no. Yeah, happy we here. We have we just partying right now. Yeah, we're not supposed to be here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we we in here taking taking a bite of this, taking a bite of that. Yo, you gonna you, you, you eat that over there? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We out making making cousins. Hey, yo, cousin, what's good? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a number they used to put on your your, your um your hand when you get kicked out of the club. What is it? Eighty nine? Oh shit! <laughs> I forgot what that number is. But we, yeah. we got 86 out of the playoff party for the past seven years. Like, now we in the party. Everybody don't want us to dance. So it, it, it it's crazy. It, it's crazy, dog. It's yeah, crazy. It- yeah, making a reference and shit that that you know you know you know you don't you get invited to the dinner party and you don't get to dictate what you like what the, what are you talking why is it gotta take it that that's that's my main gripe about everybody that that always disses us and stuff like that okay listen we we love the Knicks the Knicks are our team we enjoy following the team but why do you take it to a personal level where your where your octave is getting high and stuff like that now I, I gotta reach in my pocket just to, you know just just in case you know because I'm t- I don't know where your energy is right now I don't know if I need to knock you out or, or what. What's, what's gonna happen? Why are you so crazy? Just simply uh, based on, on some basketball stuff. It don't make no damn sense, you know. And, and it annoys me too to see guys like that on TV and they just wilding. Even the other the other jackass on on um on ESPN, um the skinny dude that looks like um that that, that looks like freaking um I'm not good with the names, man. I know, I know you ain't. I, I know you ain't talking about what? Robocop looking like Richard Jefferson. That mother, that stupid motherfucker. Nah, nah, the, the dude. Well, the, the skinny looking dude that, that looks like a nerd. I'm not, I'm not even gonna say his name, man. But the, all these guys, they all all these guys are a bunch of a bunch of clowns, man. You punch them in the chest, their freaking heart will stop, man. It don't make no damn sense. But anyway, see, see, see how my energy, now my energy is getting crazy now <laughs> for, for no reason because because of the shit that they say, man. But um, you know, here's another segue. Um, just to just to, to bring the energy back down. Um, you know, one of the most retarded motherfuckers in, in um in all of um sports commentary, um, Kendrick Perkins came to our rescue. You know what I'm saying? So I'll, I'll just play. I'll play his thing too, if you don't mind. I love Perk. I love Perk. Oh, this guy. <laughs> Easy to root for. New York Knicks have absolutely zero chance to beat the Nets in the playoffs. In fact, Perk, if I could go into the negative numbers with percentages, I would do it. It, it really disappoints me that you come on here and you really have the audacity to laugh at the New York Knicks. Now, I know. You have a personal beef with with James Dolan, and I get it, right? But you got to give credit when credit is due, okay? And when you look at the Knicks, all right, they don't have a lot of household names, and I get it, but they are playing some fantastic basketball. And not only should the Nets be threatened by the Knicks, but every team in the Eastern Conference should be threatened by the New York Knicks. And then you have Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau, one of the best defensive-minded coaches to ever coach the damn game of basketball that has got these guys tied on the string, knows every single tendency that every player in the NBA has, knows how to guard people, knows how to send traps at this uh, uh, this way, know how to help the help with coverages, et cetera, et cetera. He is a defensive genius when it comes to breaking down film and putting guys in position to be successful. So, so for you to come up here and disrespect the Knicks and say 
that they have a zero chance at beating the Nets than anybody else in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> you're you're basically telling me that you're just going off for the high profile names and not yep. actually watching the game. And I get it. <laughs> you might not watch the Knicks because of your beef with James Dolan, but this team is there. This team is really like that. Yo. I almost cried, man, when I when I heard him say that, man. I, I never heard anybody on TV talk that well about the Knicks. Not in the history of me watching the Knicks. I've never heard anybody talk about the Knicks in that way. But I mean, it, it's to that point where guys got to put their whole career on the line, you know, just just to um to to stick up for us because yo, it's just basketball, fam. Like, okay, twenty years down the line, we we could we could build all that up. We could talk about things that happened in the past. But yo, what's going on right in front of us right now? The Knicks are playing really good right now. They, you know, they're the best defense in the NBA, probably the best coach. We might have an MVP candidate, freaking six-man of the year candidate, uh, most improved player in the league candidate, coach of the year candidate. You know what I'm saying? This is not a fluke. You know what I'm saying? This is all happening no. all at the same time, man. So, it, to, say, to say this team is a fluke is disrespectful to Tom Thibodeau's crap. Matter of fact, Tom Thibodeau, is one of the win, winningest coaches in NBA history. Matter of fact, his coaching winning percentage is 59% in the regular season, if I'm not mistaken. So the fact that people think that, oh, it's just the names that could just, that could be the team. We got the best coach in the Eastern Conference. Eric Sposter is probably the best coach in the Eastern Conference. Eric Sposter, Thibodeau. You know, and everybody else is a fraud to me. Um, but come on, man. That's disrespectful to Thibodeau's work, man. Thibodeau's craft to say that the Knicks don't got a chance against anybody. If anything, people, teams, the part that um, that Kendrick Perkins didn't even mention about playing the Knicks in the playoffs. What we playing with, Die Hard, house money. We yeah. going to the ice game. We, we don't got bank. We don't got bank at this dice game. We could call every side bet. And then if we want to stop game, we could stop game. That that's what I got. <laughs> so whatever he's saying, it, whatever Max Kellerman is saying, they, they being disrespectful, man. I'm over it. I'm over the disrespect, man. It's time for these guys to get on TV and say I was wrong. That's what they need to do. Like how I told you I was wrong about Randall, they need to get on TV and say I was wrong about this team. I was wrong about RJ Barrett. That's what they that's what they need to start saying. Straight up and down. One through fifteen. We we are um, you know, they got the, the big three and all that stuff. They said we won we're um, we got a top fifteen. They gotta they gotta apologize to all fifteen of our guys, man. You know, all the whole coaching staff, everybody. Even Dolan himself. I just, I just I just came across something nice. What does that say? The Nets have lost four in a row. Nine and eleven without James Harden since the trade, and we and, and we talk about names and people. People, I love the fact that Julius Randle said we didn't make no big moves during the trade deadline because we didn't want to mess up team chemistry. Team chemistry is really real, like it's really real. It goes beyond the names of the people on the roster. Yeah. I'm looking at the guys in the chat. You know, the guys are saying a lot of a lot of good things, man. Thank you for for coming in on the chat, talking and stuff. But May in the, May in the fourth, he made a point here saying that um, Tibbs is okay. He's often our coach. But then Joshua comes in and hits him with the, you know, Thibs isn't often our coach. This team just have better players. <laughs> there it goes. You know what I'm saying? So, so boom to piggyback off Josh. 
Thibodeau got Alfred Payton and, and Reggie Bullock as his starting point guard and small forward. We're at a disadvantage every night. <laughs> yeah, and some somehow we we um sit right there. The, um, well, you know, our favorite um network, ESPN, got us ranked eighth the other day. You know, power <laughs> rankings. We're, we're the eighth best team in the whole NBA. But uh, but Alfred Payne is our starting point guard, and we got Reggie Bullock sitting there on the wing. You know what I'm saying? So if that is not coaching, I don't know what is. And you know? this is another reason why I'm loving I'm loving this this current um playoff run that we going that we about to go on is beautiful because there's a realistic path to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, and people just people just crap on the Knicks. First of all, I don't want to play the Nets, and I don't want to play Philadelphia. Those are two teams I don't want to play. Now, as far as Milwaukee's concerned, everything will have to go our way. One. Two, Derrick Rose will have to put on an MVP caliber historic performance. But three, Randall going to have to outplay Giannis. That's where – and and I've seen Randall outplay Giannis – I think that was the first game of the season when we played the Bucks. He destroyed Giannis, destroyed him. And then the game, oh, and then the game, the the, uh, the game that they the, the Bucks won. You know, Giannis played. They destroyed us. Yeah, um, Randall still put up his numbers. And then we played them again, and Giannis didn't play that game, and we punched them again. So I'm I'm not scared of the Bucks. I'm not. I'm not. I think Tom Thibodeau got the cheat code for them anyway. They, they you basically you basically got to stop Giannis from from beeline into the basket because that's their whole offense. And then the rest of their players, I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about none of those guys. You know what I'm saying? Because we because we were able to lock up their whole roster more than once this year. You know what I'm saying? So so we already got the formula to, to defeat those guys. They got to figure out us. They got they're the ones that got to they got they got to um take their game to the next level and match us physically. You know to uh, to try to beat us in a, in a in a seven game series. Facts, and I bet my life, I bet a check that game one of any playoff series that we play, Derrick Rose will be the starting point guard. I, I, I bet my life on it. There's no way Thibodeau, because we kind of know Tibbs' MO. Like We, we can kind of get a feel of his MO. Thibodeau is the type, he's going to stick with his guys because he's not going to mess up the locker room. I think that's the reason why. Every time Alfred was healthy, he inserted him back in the starting lineup and inserted him at point guard. He didn't want to lose the locker room. That's just locker room ethics. If you put in a guy like Frank, who's not really the starter, you know, it kind of messes up locker room chemistry because now you're looking like you're looking at him as you're playing favorites. That was a Fisdale problem. Vets had a problem with Fisdale playing Kevin Knox too much in his rookie year. Look where that landed Fisdale. So. Yeah, I can see that, man. You know, like like the going down the stretch of, of this um the end of this uh, end of this year, I, I could totally see you know that game plan being you know just just grooming roles, protecting them by having them coming off the bench and stuff like that to get ready for the play. I could totally see that. Then Alfred, Alfred will be more um suited for that guy that you just put in there to 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 just just be physical and just rough up the guy. You know, um, take take away minutes. You know, but in a small can't portion, play can't play him. He's unplayable in a playoff series. Unplayable. Well, you know, I'm I'm just talking about situ. Um, you 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 bring his uh, his role down to a um to a situational thing. <laughs> we all know we all know what situational means. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice way to say that you ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? But you know, but you know, it, it comes it comes a time where you could put a guy in there just just to fuck shit up. Like like Pell. 
I, I kind of I was um kind of calling for Pell um to come back in the game, just just to put um put a, a elbow you know into the Joker's neck, you know what I'm saying, or maybe maybe slam Composite to the floor, you know you know you ain't trying to hurt guys, but you you, you just don't want guys to be skipping down the court like everything is all good, you know let them skip around the court and then let them get surprised with that by that clothesline, you know what I'm saying, and just just to just to let them know that you're there. To um to, to knock them off that that pedestal because guys they get that battery packing you know the battery in their back and now all of a sudden they think they Superman but you you smack them and then let knock that battery loose and then they bet they come back down to earth so I mean like yeah. somebody like like Peyton you know uh, he, you know he he's been a soldier all year so you put him in there just just to like you know fuck with Lowry for for like a, a couple of possessions you know what I'm saying <laughs> or put him in there to, to mess with you know whoever whoever you could think of you know just just to throw them off a little bit and then then you put your guys back in you know we got to start thinking thinking like that going going forward like like trey young my man just brought up trey young here you know yeah you go put Alfred in there yeah i would strap frank delakina to trey young all playoff series (laughs) i would not score no points that playoff series sorry champ yeah strap frank to him all game long that's what i would do personally for me yeah, but you know what's the name? Uh, May the fourth was saying was saying that too. The Hawks and the Heat, they neutralize us. You know the Hawks, they just have a lot of offense. You know, saying they don't really. We beat the Hawks every game this season. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really worried about them either. But you know, they could be problematic. You know, they, they're going to be that that team that's going to drive us to seven games, and you know, every single game is going to be like, oh my god, these fucking guys again. You know, what I'm saying they're not really they're not really good, but you know, they they just they just do things that that um that just like. They got like kind of like the cheat code against us, you know what I'm saying? You know, like they they playing with like a glitch in their in their system, you know? They they got like a bug in their in their PlayStation. I, I say we I say that we can't we can't stop them, but they can't beat us. Word and up, yeah. I don't want anything to do with the Miami Heat. Shout out to May Four. Shout out to you, May Four. I don't want nothing to do with Miami Heat. I don't, I don't want nothing. To, I'm I don't want anything to do with Miami Heat. I will tell you this though, what I want to happen. Then I want to I want to talk about this last day, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of here. Yeah. Start calling me and whatnot. Yeah. I want Washington to play Miami in a play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm dying for that to happen because I know Washington is gonna beat them. They're gonna beat them. I got a good feeling about that. Because it's a backcourt versus their backcourt. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then, then um, Washington, if they can get healthy, they still got en- enough big guys to play physical inside, you know, to compete or whatever. But um, Miami just don't have the backcourt to really match what, you know, what Washington has, man. So that, that's that's very, uh, very dangerous, you know, because, I mean, they, they definitely – well, I mean, if the players was to end today, they, they probably would most likely be in a play-in, right? Those, mm-hmm. those guys, Miami and Washington, something like that. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, um, it's a plan. I think the Hawks right now is getting punched by the, by the Indiana Pacers. Hold on. Okay. I got a little look at that. Yeah, I mean, you know, so if they get into a play-in, they definitely don't want to see the, um, the Wizards because the Wizards, you know, they got the cheat code for them. Like every every team, it's just it's just like boxing. I always make the comparison. Boxing, boxing is is like it's um, you know, they, they say styles win fights. You know what I'm saying? So it, yeah. it's just that your fight is just, it just does it just gives the other guy. A problem, you know what I'm saying? Like if he's left-handed, you know what I'm saying? You're not good with soft paws, you know, because of the because of the way that you the way that you rock, you know what I'm saying? The soft paw always catches you. So it, it just yeah. what is what it is, you know, the styles, you know, makes fights and that that type of hey, yo, you know what's so crazy? I'm looking at the Eastern Conference right now, and I wish you had the graphic to, to put this up. Um 
This is this has the makings to be one of the best playoff experiences I've ever seen in my life. And I've been watching basketball for 20 years. But what I'm what I'm looking at right now, there is no clear-cut favorite in the Eastern Conference. And anybody could be beaten. Think about um the Hornets. LaMelo Ball just came back. He's amazing, by the way. Yo, that pass he made that first game when he came back, that was crazy, man. You know, that, that was on some Jason Kidd shit. They was talking about his brothers like Jason Kidd. This dude, he's special, man. Yo, he – I don't – I might get killed for this team, but I don't care because I'm staying. I just I just be saying whatever. LaMelo <laughs> I'm sorry. Untradable. You should put that on a T-shirt, man. <laughs> LaMelo La is the best thing I've ever seen since sliced bread, yo. He is dominant – at point guard, like I'm yeah. mad the Knicks did not trade up for this kid. I'm taking him over Luca. I'm he's a top three point guard in the NBA to me. Like he's that I don't know. I, he's good. If you're gonna start your team, that's definitely a guy you need on, on your team to start, man. Right. And just you know, just have finishes around him and just let him just do his thing. And, and, and what's crazy, his father won't allow him to be bad on defense. So his, fa his father won't allow him to be bad on defense. See, my coworker I had to come and tell me, like, yo, yo, chill, man. I'm just <laughs> but his father won't allow him to be bad on defense. So since his father won't allow him to be bad on defense, he's going to be one hell of a talent. And when we play them in future playoff series, that's going to be iconic. We, yeah. we might all-time series against uh, the Hornets. I would definitely love to see that. Yeah, man, we, we got a lot of good basketball coming coming our way, man. I can't wait. I'm I'm here for it all, man. This on this playoff series, I'm gonna try to be out there. I'm gonna be that 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 um that old drunk guy in the bar, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like yo, yeah, again, yeah, what's up? You know what I'm saying? I just wanna I just wanna get back to to um to that to that old thing. You know what I'm saying? The way the way things used to be. So you, oh, you wanted to right. segue into that that um Carmelo Anthony stuff, right? Oh yeah, Carmelo Anthony. Oh, it's Did they cut state off? Uh, cut off, man. I... So, you know, he might try to pop back on in a second. So what what we were going to talk about was something if um he was to pop back in, uh you know, like if he was to play on his current team. That's what we were going to talk about. Let's see, let's see what he got on his mind. Guess they. I don't know what happened. But, um, yeah. It was two things. First of all, congrats to Carmelo Anthony for being a top 10 NBA scorer of all time. Um, I'm very proud that I watched Carmelo Anthony. He's one of the reasons why I'm a diehard Nick fan to this day. Um, gotta love that guy. He was out the league for a year. People with dudes like Harrison Barnes is way better than him. It's, it's crazy. So salute to Carmelo Anthony. But the point I threw out to you earlier was, if you take 2012 Carmelo Anthony, in 2012, Raymond Felton, and you popped them in the <laughs> NBA champions, and you popped them onto our starting lineup. How far would this team would go? And it's crazy. People saying a lot. Of people saying NBA champion. Well, that was a hypothetical. I I, I just wanted to see um, how you felt about it because it came to my mind like, yo, what if we had Julius Randle? 
but this Julius Randle next to a guy like Carmelo Anthony and this RJ Barrett. Whoa. <laughs> we, we will be unstoppable, man, because that, that's exactly what, what we what we need. Just that scorer. We need that scorer that, like, when, when we can't get a bucket, that we could pass it to him and he's going to get that bucket. You know, so Prime Melo um, back in 2012 – like when when um when when um was saying um Julius Randle is doing his passing, hitting the corner and all that stuff. When that ball swing back to Melo, that's that's a bucket right there. You know what I'm saying? Every single time. You know, it's because because you gotta you gotta um double team Randle, and um you gotta make sure you you stick out for those those you gotta run out for those three pointer guys. So then Melo's open. Prime Melo is open. He's open already, even if you triple teaming him. Bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, then you got Ray, Raymond Felton in the corner. So I, I was like, ooh, that might yeah. be. Little yeah, shout out to Ray, um, Raymond Felton, man. He he actually played pretty good defense against Boston that time when we, when we played. But you know he was fat Felton. He never could get himself into shape. But he always was was a was a crafty dude. He always um, he was a great ball, not great. You know, great is always used too much. But he was a really good ball handler, and um, he he'll knock down an open three. You know, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So he, he's definitely better than than um than Alfred. <laughs> Goddamn, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yo, you you wanna know so crazy now that we. Raymond Thorne, the the name that just came to my head. Who else I would love on this current Nick roster? Ty Lawson. He just never worked hard. He just never worked hard enough. And he said, "Like I, I, I was never really a hard worker. Like I didn't have the work ethic." Who's Ty Lawson? The one that used to play for Denver. Yep. He he was an alcoholic too. I didn't know that. So the interview I was watching, he was just talking about like. His personal issues. He didn't bring up um him having alcohol issues, but wow, now yeah. he had yeah, a the, like that. There was one interview. I'm not sure if it was an interview or a podcast, but he he was just talking about that, and he said that he was drunk during games. <laughs> that he would knock back, you know, a couple beers or whatever during halftime, and then he'll be like freaking lit, you know, during the game and stuff like that. Man, crazy. Candy. It's not. It's not. Yo, man, it's not that it's not easy to um to be these guys, man. Because I mean, you gotta bring it for seventy. You know, now you know now it's seventy two, but eighty two games every year over the course of 10, 15 years, that's a lot, man. That that'll drive you crazy, especially with the money that they give you, and then they put expectations on you that you might not. But you know, listen, man, I don't even want to play no more, man. But I feel like obligated to finish this contract. I can, I totally get it, man. So, you know, I, I never really knock dudes on on what you know how they choose to uh, like get through certain things, you know. You know, it it is what it is. You know, bro. Imagine if, like, imagine you a millionaire, and I could see why they'd be stressed out, bro. I could see why, like, you're a millionaire. You got a family to feed. Your family got their hand out. Your man's got their hand out. You got an agent that you don't know if you could trust them. You got people. You got people in your in your immediate corner. They'll probably do something behind your back. So that that life is stressful, and I see why a lot of them. It, it, a lot of them don't make it, and I see why a lot of players don't make it in New York. If if you watch um, Knuckleheads, uh, Corey yeah, shout, out. shout out to them. Yeah, yeah, my God, yeah, I love that show. By the way, I love that show. Yeah, He's talking like yo, when I was on the Knicks, dudes was scared to come out their hotel room. <laughs> Whoa, it's that real. Then to bring up another example before you go. Remember when Dennis Smith Jr. was here? May God bless him. And he's talking about how the cab driver was telling him to play better. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Nick, Knicks fans ain't no joke, especially during the peak, man. When when everybody was almost um, was really Nick fans and shit like that, it was it was tough to walk the streets to do anything, man. Because you know we we would we would let you have it. It was, it was you know it was a different era, man. Pe- people people will fight you back in the days. You know what I'm saying? Now now it's just a little different, different era. Different era, man. And the Hawks lost, so that means four more wins by the Knicks secures a top five seed. God bless. Us. God bless us for making these moves. Last thing, bro, uh, 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 and let me get you out of here. Porzingis didn't play tonight. And, you know, I still look back on, I still look at that Dallas Mavericks trade. You know, it was a, you know, at first, you know, I hated the trade. No, we won that trade. We won that trade. Imagine if the Knicks was playing today and Porzingis was out. You know what type of power we'll be doing right now? A cupcake. <laughs> All types of cupcakes. Oh, it's soft. Randall, God bless Randall, man. God bless Randall. That man has never hurt. Let me knock on some wood or something. But yeah, man. I don't I don't got any wood anyway, man. I wish I had something to knock on. <laughs> oh, let me, nah, let me I'm knock on it for you, brother. But <laughs> Randall, God bless him, man. But that trade really, really helped us a lot in a lot of ways. I'm reading reports he has issues with Luca. You got Mark Cuban. When your when your owner gotta go on three different shows to explain your star player and your so-called recently star player that you traded for, explain their relationship. Something ain't right there. Something yeah. It, there's there's also whispers too that the Knicks did a lot of covering up on, on stuff that the KP was doing behind the scenes too. So I mean I, I remember Alan Hahn was saying something like that, but it, they said they're gonna keep that because it's not worth it. You know what I'm saying? It's not worth it, you know bringing that stuff out because it's not gonna help nobody. So you know to to bring that stuff Ooh. up, so they just keep it. They keep that stuff in house. The stuff that they were they were doing. Ooh. A lot of NBA NBA players do stuff. You know. It, you know. You wanna know so crazy? I think. <laughs> I might kill for this tape, man. I be I be saying wild stuff, man. People just be like, yo, man, state, man, I dare you. But I'm gonna say it. Porzingis, he might be a Nick again. He he just might, you know. He just might. And if he comes back to the city, you know, I'll welcome him back. But on one condition, though. You gotta help us win a goddamn ring. <laughs> for the Lakers, what he did for the Lakers, that's what you do for us. First of all, if you want to come back, but I know he's going to come back because I just got that feeling because Dallas fans hate him. They they want him gone. But Porzingis' brother ain't going big, strong on Leon Rose. Stop. And then he's not even going to have no leverage by the time his first contract is up because his knees is messed up. So you don't have no leverage if you're coming back here. Just like how Dwight Howard had no leverage when he went back to the Lakers and he was almost off the league. But to my point, you know, I know we hate him now, right? But he might entertain coming back here in the f- in the future, a couple years down the line, and I, I I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. And on some Bill Walton shit. <laughs> yeah, in his first press conference, you know, you know, I apologize my first time being here. You know, I, I come back to 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 make amends with the people with with the New York Knicks fans. You know, I love the city. I never wanted to leave here in the first place. We can't. We can't still be mad at him after that. <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, just get on the block and get some block some shots and hit some threes, man. Cut the bullshit already. You know what I'm saying? 
but I, I could totally see because I mean, you know, Tom Tom goes fast go goes fast in um in um sports, you know what I'm saying? Because he was 19 when we first got him. Fast forward, he's he gonna be 30 real quick, you know what I'm saying? You know, that you know, we're just talking about his knees and stuff like that. That he'll be at the end of his career basically when he gets like that age, you know. So I, I could see us getting him, you know, for like um like a mid-level exception kind of thing, you know, just to have a guy, you know, coming off the bench, you know, like a three and D guy coming off the bench. I could totally see that. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, it's a bunch of guys. Poor Zingas. I know Carmelo Anthony is coming back. I is I just don't know what's he, next season. This off season coming up, he might be. Matter of fact, he might come back this off season. I, I think so. And, I think so. If he, if he can get that, if he can get um some somebody to help us now, then he easily has that spot because we we definitely need a backup, somebody you know uh, forward or something like that that could that could score. And you know who better than than Carmelo Anthony, you know? So, in that in that situation, though, I, I believe that Kevin Knox. Well, as of right now, I believe Kevin Knox will not be on this team. Um, come next season, if he is on this team next season, he needs to play. Like it, it, we're not doing this Frank Nilakina nonsense. Could you, it, it, yo, May Fourth? Um, God bless you, brother. Um, <laughs> would never play on the Thibodeau, brother. I'm sorry. You know, I, I like the thought process, but it, that ain't happening. Um, Thibodeau is going to play who's going to play. He trusts who he trusts, and he trusts Emmanuel quickly. So, sorry. <laughs> you never know, man, because they, they, they signed him to that weird contract just so he can get that little extra extra money. So, um, you know, but that's 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 the thing, too. We're, we're greasing the palms. I think we talked about that. We're, we're greasing the palms because, you know, these guys, um, they're, they're agent. You know, you help one guy and then the agent helps helps you get the next guy. You know what I'm saying? So we're, we're playing that game with all these different um, players around the league and stuff. We're in a we're in a good we got we're in a good space and time right now as the Knicks man. We right now we're right now we're back. We're officially back right now. But the next offseason is gonna paint the picture for the next two years. And then after that, then you know, we're gonna paint the picture for the next five years after that. You know what I'm saying? So I mean this this is a good good time to be by um to be a Knicks fan, man. It's good stuff, yeah. Sure, it's great stuff, man. I just yeah. No more number eight overall picks, man. That's that's my final say for the night, man. No more number eight overall picks, man. You pick ever pick again at that eighth slot, man. I'm instantly telling I'm instantly telling myself that that dude was gonna average five points because yeah, I I forgot who I was on. I forgot who I was. So matter of fact, I was on Uncle Freezy's show, and you know I got on salute to Uncle Freezy. Your dog. First thing I said was, why the hell does Obi Topper average four points? <laughs> what are we doing here with Obi Topping? It Frank Nelakina, five points. So it's like no no more no more eight number number eight overall draft pick. Please. Please. <laughs> yeah, man, but you know, if we if we're gonna win the next three years and then you know, like I said, we possibly set up the next five years after that, you know, when you when you win like that, you don't get draft picks. You know what I'm saying? You're winning. You know what I'm saying? So I, I hope we don't get draft picks for the next 13 years, just like I we did with you and man, you know what I'm saying? You want to know what's so crazy? It seemed like our later draft picks are better than our lottery picks. Word up, yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't mind them later draft picks. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, I don't we, at all, man. yeah. Trust yeah. our staff and stuff. We got a lot of great guys. That, you know, a lot of smart guys out there. You know, on our, on our, on our team. Unless, unless Johnny O, and um, unless Johnny O get poached and and Kenny Payne get poached. And, and they get head coaching jobs somewhere else, then 
I, I don't know. Keep the keep the guys what we got. But if those two get poached, trade them damn draft picks. Thibodeau ain't developing nothing. He ain't developing nothing. But uh, man, let me get out of here, bro. Um, yeah, I know, man. Out of here. Uh, yeah. Yes, that you kind of messing up everybody. Everybody keeps um <laughs> coming in on you, telling you to be be quiet. You, you know you uh, <laughs> you're, you're disturbing the babies, man. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, no, nah, not even no, nah, not right now. They good now. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, y'all know where y'all can find me. Uh, I'm definitely gonna have this podcast in audio form tonight by twelve midnight. So um, look out for that. Um, die hard, state of mind. Episode two, <laughs> and I'm out of here. <laughs> My God, dog, man, I'm out of here, brody. Yeah, uh, peace, man. Peace. Uh, is there Purell around here? I'm looking. I'm looking. I, I'm looking back there. <laughs> that one is closed. Um, damn, no Purell around me. So, oh, matter of fact, I lied. Purell, boom, together. <laughs> gotta stay sanitized, y'all, man. You gotta kill that corona shit. All right, uh, I'm gonna holler at y'all, man. Appreciate it, dog. All right, peace, my man. Peace, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. That's dire state of mind. This just sounds pretty good, right? So, um, the next next pod, we, we we trying to do it every Sunday, but um, Mother's Day is next Sunday, man. So, shout out to all the mothers out there. Uh, we'll see what we can do, you know, for Mother's Day, man. So, um, t- keep tuning into the Dire Next podcast, this channel. Keep tuning into State. Follow state on any of these platforms here, man. This is Eru out, and as I do on the show, put four fingers to the forehead, tucking the thumb, and salute. That's what you do when you see a diehard. Peace, guys. See you on the next one.